0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Envision, I, I'm not putting you know much into it. You know, I try to look at it a day at a time, um, take it day by day. Uh, how can I improve as an individual and, and help my team? And, you know, how can we get better as a group? So uh, we're taking the necessary steps. I st- still got a long way to go, um, and we still can improve a lot. Um, but just like I said, take it a day at a time. But every, every, with every win, is it just
0: more and more
1: confidence? Uh, I think winning naturally uh, gives confidence. So, um, I don't like I said, I'm not going to put much
2: into, like, a winning streak or whatever. It's December still. so. Steve S. Reddish to Dallas for Theo and Frank who says no. The universe. Sorry. Good idea, though. Um, Dallas. I, I, I. Honestly, the Knicks say no. Um, Mario Manor. What's going on, Mario? The identity now is a power running football team. Completely agree. Physical, relentless, and intent on wearing you down. There's even a jumbo package, hashtag bully ball. Yeah. They do all the things that power teams do, but the thing that's important about them is it's not it's not quite three yards in a cloud of dust. It's it's more oh my god. Uh, I wish Andrew could hop on here for this. I wish he wasn't having internet issues, but I'll, I'll do this one solo. I think it's not a bad one. I think it's like the Bills, right? Isn't it kind of like the Buffalo Bills?
3: Let's see how this works. You're how good? do I look? You're good. You're good. I look good? Okay. Okay. So, I is you talking three yards in a cloud of dust, like ground and pound offenses? Um, no, I'm saying... The comp for
2: this team isn't as simple as three yards in a cloud of dust. I think it's the Buffalo Bills, where it's the Buffalo Bills are a power team, great defense, but they also have a quarterback that is, I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the league, but he's right up there. Now, Jalen Brunson is not the basketball equivalent of um, Josh Allen, but he's pretty damn good.
3: I, the comp makes sense. I don't know if the Bills, the Bills have like no run game whatsoever. So there's no ground and pound okay, whatsoever. So they, but they have a certain style of play and they right. try to win games a certain way. The t- The team you are describing is the correct, whether it's the Bills or imaginary okay. football team is the correct one. Um, also, apparently, um, StreamYard uh, didn't uh, get all of the super chats. So I'm putting them in. Um, manually, the ones that were missed at the bottom of what's new and out and coming in. So I'm I'm making sure we will get every Super Chat read tonight. Don't worry, everybody. And I will be here until 2 in the morning if I have to be. Yes. Shout out freaking almost 1,500 people watching at one point. We're still 1,200 strong. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope they win 100 games in a row as they're well on their way to 30 and 18, as I if so predicted. arrogantly predicted how many how many left do we have to go we have to go 12 and 5 uh, 12 and 5, five. and and uh, what is it so it's 17 games 14 over the next 17 games are against teams under 500 <sighs> Jesus yeah good times John good times
2: let's enjoy it um Thank you, Mario, for inspiring that inspiring that little discussion. Zach Caro, what's going on, Zach? Notice how in these blowouts at a certain point the opponents just say uncle and don't want it anymore. No fight, no more physicality. They're just done. Um yeah. Yeah, the Knicks are a pain in the I mean, I think, you know, Rick Carlisle said it after the Pacer game. The Knicks are playing as well as any team in the league right now. I, I what is fun about playing this team? You have like it whatever your offensive game plan is, right? You got Mitchell Robinson
1: down there and you got like a lot of minutes of Deuce, Grimes,
2: quickly. Like they they come at you and like on the other end of the court, like it may not be their night on any given night, the Knicks on offense, but man can't be fun to to deal with freaking Randall and RJ and Brunson just demoralizing. You play great defense. You could play the best defense in the world. It doesn't matter. Like that's demoralizing. And then when you do play great defense <laughs> and the guy misses the shot, you got the best offensive rebounding team in the league or one of the best offensive teams, le- rebounding teams in the league there to clean up the glass. It's their pain in the ass. They're pain is the and there there are teams that will be able to exploit them. You know we still haven't seen them get 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 beaten up by a stretch five. like we know those are issues um and team you know, and we've seen teams that really shoot it, you know, but i I'm looking forward to the challenge of playing one of those teams again. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate the comment. um Jeff Smith, thanks for everything, guys. Thank you. So many goods recently they caused a twenty four second violation with one oh four to go in the fourth up thirty six points. I'm in. That's a mentality. That's the ethos. Think about that. They played a team. This team, the Warriors, had...
1: Let me make sure I got this right. They
2: had 56 points at halftime. 56 points at halftime. If a team has 56 points at halftime and then you play about eight or nine minutes of garbage time and that team still doesn't score 100 points, ooh, shit. You're doing something right on defense and they are doing something right on defense. They really are. It's inspiring. This is New York basketball. As far as I'm concerned, Pluckster next third quarters to be rough, but they were laser focused tonight. They've been good for a while. They've been good for a while. I want to look up the third quarter. I mean, in the, in the obviously all the third quarters in the seven or now 18 winning streak are going to be good. But like, I feel like they haven't had that third quarter of doom for a while. Uh, 100 points after three quarters and suffocating defense all the way to forcing a shot clock violation over its time uh, in garbage time. 2004 Detroit vibes. Man, I I, I, I again, I, I want to go there so badly. I want to believe that this team is something better than it is. And I just, I'm trying to stay grounded. I'm trying to stay in the moment. I'm trying to just enjoy what what we're watching. If let's let, uh, I'll say this. I fully believe, fully believe what we are watching every, every great team, every great team in NBA history, with few exceptions, you know, teams that had a, a massive summer, you know, like when the Heat got LeBron James or, or the, you know, the Celtics got Kevin Garnett and, and Ray Allen. But even those teams, there was a moment or a stretch where they became a team. They became a real threat to do something special. The Knicks are not going to do anything special this year, barring some crazy trade, which I don't think is going to happen yet. But I fully believe that this is the moment. This is the time that we're going to look back on when potentially if they could keep it going and just make smart decisions. And there's a lot of big decisions that are going to be coming up and we don't have to talk about them tonight, but if they could just stay focused, make smart decisions, put one foot in front of the other and not get caught up in any of the nonsense or the noise. We're going to be able to look back at this moment right now and say, that's the moment that they became the Knicks as hopefully we, 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 we we think of the the next iteration of the Knicks basketball team. One that we haven't seen in a very long time. That's my hope. Juan Cruz, thank you for the contribution. Um, Andrew, if you could get if Juan has a comment somewhere, um, put it up. But otherwise, thank you for the contribution, Juan. Yanni, what's going on, Yanni Golan? We just beat the defending champs by 38 for eight straight wins. It's 5 a.m. here in Israel, and I have to be up in three hours. Nick's being this good will kill me. I know that feeling, man. I know that feeling. I have a feeling this is going to be a late night for me too. Um, maybe not as late as you. But listen, it's like, you know what the best part is? I'm going to be sleepwalking throughout my day tomorrow because I, I, I will have my 7.30 a.m. wake-up call. And I'm not going to care one bit. I'll be nervous about that game tomorrow night against the Raptors. But who cares, man? This is what you watch sports for. This is what you watch sports for. And tomorrow night, they have a chance to tie the sixth longest winning streak in Knicks history. How about that? That would be cool. Delski, what's going on, Delsky? Sub John. If right now Grimes is in the same contractual position as Brunson last year with the Mavs, what extension would should we offer him? So um just I have to clarify because I'm a stickler for this stuff. The position the Mavs were in last year was that they could only offer Brunson a maximum contract extension of four years and fifty-five million dollars. They declined. Let me say that again. They declined to offer it to him before the trade deadline because they were worried and this they this this is valid in this sense. If they signed him to that extension, they could not have traded him before the deadline. And that's why they didn't offer it to him before the deadline. Because they were like, eh, maybe we want to include him in a trade. And so they didn't offer in the extension. even though as has been reported, uh, I believe Tim McMahon of ESPN, he, the Brunson's camp went to them before the in January and said, look, I, I know we've gone back and forth on this thing. We'll take the money if you offer it. And they said no. So, if the question is, would I offer Grimes 4 for 55, that goes without saying. The answer is yes. If your question is is outside the bounds of the specific Brunson scenario, and it's just about like, this is a player who'd be entering under strict free agency that we could extend right now, and there's no limit on what we could extend them for, I mean, I'd off. I, <laughs>
1: Would I offer him twenty million dollars a year?
2: Yeah, I, I think I would. I, and that may sound insane to some people, and it would it would it would put a crimp in their team building situation because if if suddenly a guy who's making two million dollars a year goes up to twenty million dollars a year, it creates some complications. Um, but like, if you're a, if you're a three and D wing, that is can really hit threes, and he get hit threes. And you could do other stuff on offense to the point where you could be, you know, know—it's—it—it. It, there's maybe a little bit more to Grimes than just attacking closeouts. And he's as good a finisher as he is. And he's as good a defender, obviously on and off the balls. He is seems to be a, in terms of a locker room guy, in terms of practice, in terms of all the things you want. Like if he was on the open market, somebody would pay him $20 million a year. That's a fact. I mean, fucking Evan Fournier just got 17 million dollars or 18 million dollars a year, you know? Um yeah. I I so I don't know, you five for a hundred, four for eighty, four for eighty-five, something like that. I, I I would I that's that's a number. I think that's the number. Jeremy Chase, what's going on, Jeremy? Was in the building and it was never close. Glad I avoided Reggie Miller's call. There's sports hate and hate, hate. I hate, hate Reggie Miller. Yes! Fuck you, Reggie. Hashtag 55 wins. Hashtag, where you at, Robert Cross? I like how we've upped the win total. SB Gorilla, thank you for the contribution. Let's stop the OB hate. I don't think it's OB hate. I think it's just like, when something is working this well and it is I mean, it's eight wins in a row. It's working really well. Obi was there for some of those wins, though. Um, you just have to ask the question. Great win tonight by the Knicks. The defense will not drop off when Obi gets back. Remember, they switch everything. This switch everything defense wasn't a thing when he was in. Give the kid a break. I, I I'm not gonna disagree with anything you're saying, but I do think the notion that like Obi comes back in, Sims goes back to the bench. Like there's a There's a legitimate conversation to be had about whether they're a better team in the here and now if they do that. Now, there are an entirely different set of questions to ask dependent on many factors, which we're not going to get into right now, about whether reinserting Obi is better for their team in the long term. And I would say arguably it is. But that also leads to, well, then who's your backup center? Is it still going to be Hardenstein? Is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Sims? Is it going to be Hardenstein and Sims? You're going to play three you know, get into a lot of these sorts of things. And like, I think the moral of the story is if I was a betting man, I bet that they're going to give Obi Top in a really long runway to get back. That's my bet. Thanks, SP Gorilla. Very fair comment. Jess Fernandez. What's going on, Jess? If his shooting is back, is IQ out of trade talks? I think IQ is out of trade talks already. And then like, I, I've said it a couple times in the last week or two. I think um, I, I've my 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 understanding is that Tom Thibodeau has no interest in trading Emmanuel quickly, and that was when he was slumping. Um, if you're the front office, like if you're trading quickly, and you know, I'll, I'll steal from Ian Bagley, who said it best, or actually I think it was Zach Lowe who said the comment. It was on the it was on the low post today with Ian, like. You're not trading many quickly for some protected first round pick right now. That's not happening. So, yeah, I, I think he's out of trade talks for the most part. Um, yes, Snood. Thank you, Snood. Um, appreciate the contribution and the comment. Juan Cruz, here's Juan's comment. Are the Knicks going to be taken seriously until they get that guy? You know, What is the last NBA team that got taken seriously when they did not have a <sighs> Andrew's informing me. Perfect timing for this comment. Andrew's texting me. Knicks are up to eighth, eighth in net rating and seventh in defense. I don't believe they ever got to eighth in net rating in the we here year. I remember them being ninth. I'm sure maybe they snuck up to eighth for a hot minute. I don't remember it, but they're eighth now. Ooh, a full point ahead of the Kings. Well, that's impressive.
1: Um, mm.
2: Man, uh, i sorry. The The Knicks are by net rating the eighth best team in the league. So can they be taken seriously? I mean, if you're the eighth best team in the league by net rating and the seven teams ahead of you are... Hold on. The Cavs, Celtics, Suns, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Bucks, and Sixers. I, I guess you have to be taken seriously. What I, let me finish my point, though, what I was going to make before, which is that when's the last time a team without an unequivocal top 20 guy was really taken seriously as like a major threat? Um, I don't. I don't have a great answer for that question. Like we've seen good teams that had really good seasons and that maybe even won a playoff series, but like I don't know when's the last time we've had a team like that. I mean, we've again, I'm thinking of teams like the Clippers like after they traded Blake and before they got Kawhi and and Paul George. Like they were a team that was a pain in the ass to play with. Like the Mavs after they traded Mellow, is a good example. Um the the Sixers way back before they tanked when they were uh when they were the they were the AC but they upset the Bulls when Rose went down with the injury. Like that was a team that I think they had a couple of years there. Um I mean this might be the best example. Remember the Wizards in the mid in the late two thousands when they were like in that kind of four five, six range every year when they had arenas. Uh, Butler and Antoine Jamison talk about a mid three now Gilbert Arenas I don't think he ever made an all NBA team but that dude was like he was thought of as a at the very least I think a borderline top 20 guy you know maybe that's your comp um, I- I'm sure there are other ones that I'm forgetting uh, even Tibbs Tibbs has had some teams it was, had some teams in Chicago where it was like it was maybe before Butler really ascended you know, and Rose was kind of on the downslope. Like, so, like, but, like, again, what are we talking about? Like, what, what, is, what is being taken seriously really mean here? I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a tough one for me. One good question though. Frank, sound J- is still Jalen Brunson is better than we realized. Hashtag top top player. Um.
1: He's an all-star. Go vote. Vote, vote, vote.
2: I voted earlier tonight. You can only vote once a game or once a day. Go vote for Jalen Brunson to make the all-star game. And go vote for Julius Randle, too, while you're at it. Max Searle. Hey, John, can you remind me who was the guy we wanted to trade for from Utah this offseason? I forget his name. Well, listen. In fairness, Max. In fairness. The best net rating in the league currently Belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the best player on the Cleveland Cavaliers is Donovan Mitchell. Now, does it mean that they should have made that trade? No. Um, not necessarily. Is there an interesting alternative universe to imagine where they make that trade? Yeah, there is. Is anyone thinking about that universe right now? No. Should they be? Honestly, no, because they would have had to give up a ton of stuff, and whether you wanted them to make that trade or you didn't want them to make that trade. The point is, all the stuff that they would have given up, they still have. And more importantly, none of it has gone down in value. And the main the 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 biggest thing that was tough about the Mitchell non trade in the early going this season was that RJ came out this year and played like poo poo over the first month or change month or so of the season. Well, that's gone now. Now RJ's playing well. And so now it's not like, man, they had a chance to cash in the RJ chip and they missed it. And now look, what it, he's rebounded. He's playing good. He's playing good basketball. Again, I said it the other night, I'll say it again. I, I, w- I really want to go through through it and look at it. Is there a better in terms of a guy who's a number three on a team? Is there a guy that's playing better than RJ right now? I mean, you could look at just to throw some names out there. The Cavs. I don't know who their number three is. If you want to say it's Garland or Mobley, okay, that's an easy one. Um, the Pelicans. If you, I mean, Ingram's out right now. That's an easy one when they're all healthy. The Bucks obviously have a big, a big, big three. The Sixers, when they're healthy, have a big, big three. Um.
1: Other than those teams, Portland, maybe,
2: maybe. Yeah, there's just not a lot. You know, the Warriors, again, when they're healthy, who would you rather have right now, Jordan Poole or RJ Barrett? That's an interesting conversation. The point is, nobody's crying about Barrett now. That's the point.
5: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Knicks Film School. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York. Tennessee, and Virginia. Ready to win money and boost your odds? We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards. Get in on all your teams, players, and sports from the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, MMA, golf, the W, and more. Great promos, odds, and paths are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download the WinBet app now or go to winbet.com to start winning. That's bet100, 100, win100 100 at www.wynbet.com. Download, bet, win. It's that simple.
2: Zach Horowitz with another one. Reggie Miller on Hardenstein. Jokic of the East. Screw Reggie. Still. Aiden. Let's see if I get this right. Lemery. I hope I got that okay. First-time commenter, long-time listener. Welcome aboard. Brunson really makes his team ceiling way higher than the 2020 season. A thousand percent yes. And we should have two All-Stars. Also, hi, Dad. Oh. Hi, Dad. Um, should they have two All-Stars? It's a, I mean, we need to start having the conversation because of where they're going to where it seems like they're going to be in the East by the time we get to the all-star voting. I mean, the all-star voting is here and there's six in the East. Um, You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We'll go through it. We'll go through the all-star stuff. Maybe on an upcoming episode with me and um, me and Jeremy, because I think it's an interesting conversation for sure. Thanks, Aiden. Welcome aboard. Um, Danny Gardner, super impressive second half, especially the fourth quarter after a rough first. Awesome to see Emmanuel quickly find a shot and credit where it's due. RJ was weirdly the best pool defender this game, eight in a row. Say it again. I um, there was a I retweeted. Um, oh my goodness gracious, ace. D- mm. I'm going to screw up his Twitter handle. This is a bad look. Um, I retweeted somebody earlier today who retweeted a, a metric from NBA University, which pointed out that Quentin Grimes has been guarding the has had basically had the toughest defensive assignments um in the NBA over some recent stretch of time. Oh, it was Basketball Index. Sorry, it was not NBA University's Basketball Index. Matchup difficulty this year, minimum 120 minutes. Quentin Grimes is first. So yes, it was Ace Zulo um, pointed out that since Grimes has been slotted onto the tougher offensive player every game, RJ's offense has taken off. And uh, uh, so for RJ, and I think now it's coming full circle where it's like RJ doesn't have to worry as much about defense, so it's easier for him to actually play better defense. And he did play better defense tonight. So good job by him. Thanks, Danny. Robert Cross, it's your boy, John. An easy win tonight. Are you ready for the Knicks to win 11 in a row on Christmas Day? Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag giddy up.
1: Robert, you know who I stand for. His name is Tom Thibodeau. And what does Tom
2: Thibodeau say? One game at a time. The second you get ahead of yourself, the second you get cocky, the second you start reading your own press clippings is when you fall on your ass.
1: Toronto. It's the only game I'm worried about, Robert. Toronto.
2: Reverend John Ortiz, the street continues. As much as I've always said we need to hashtag trade 30, I'm conflicted in breaking up this lineup, but one thing I will say forever, screw Reggie Miller, always in forever, screw Reggie. he's an asshole. Um, yeah, again, it's like it's not the time to talk trades
1: um and like there's they've
2: earned they have earned the right to to i think at this point to finish this season with this group, you know they've earned that right for me at least um not saying there isn't a margin move that could be made there is probably and and i i again, I have a funny feeling I'll wind up making a, something where it involves the rotation, whether it's a player going out or a player coming in, hopefully not a player going out um but in terms of a big earth-shattering core adjustment change i don't see it this year i don't see it this year and that's the right move if that's the way they go i would say they deserve the year to see what they are and see how it plays out and then when the summer comes you see who becomes available and then you have to make your difficult decisions as a franchise there's no there's no nba champion in nba history
1: that did not have to make an incredibly difficult decision at one point in time. You know? You just got to do it.
2: Uh, Rob DeLuzma. What's up, JM and our man Andrew? Can we all give props to this fabulous perimeter defense we've seen at our Knicks? I am loving all of this as you should be. Again, this is a team that was 26th in defense eight games ago. They are seventh in defense as we sit here today. And if we go and we look, I keep updating these stats over the last 14 games when the starting lineup was introduced. Net rating since they introduced the starting lineup first in the NBA, plus 10.3. Defensive rating since they introduced this starting lineup, third in the NBA, 106.9. Offensive rating since they introduced this starting lineup. Fourth in the NBA, 117.2. If you want to get nuts for all, everybody out there with the, the Robert Crosses of the world talking about Eastern Conference Finals and this and that and the other thing, the statistical indicators since this team went over to this starting five, which are now, again, it's 14 games. It's not three games, not five games, not seven games, 14 games.
1: The indicators are there. You know, it's not 30 games, not 40 games. It's 14.
2: It's not nothing. DDD137, in basically every way except for Brunson, who was better than anything we expected last year. Oh, Brunson, if I, in basically every way except for Brunson, who's better than anything we expected last year. This team is almost exactly what we wanted and expected out of last year's team initially, I mean, let's be honest. Oh, I'll be honest. You don't have to be honest. I'll be honest. When they signed Kemba Walker,
1: I remember that day. I was like, oh,
2: shit. What if if last year in Boston was just like a down period? What if the knee is fine? What if we're getting the Kemba that was in Charlotte that was All-NBA third team? What if we're getting that dude? And I started having crazy notions, possibly even crazy enough notions to go on our Patreon podcast and be like, you know what, third knees, baby, here we come. Andrew has those receipts. Um, yeah, I mean, and then it went like a wet. Um, and I don't want to get into why that is, but like, yeah, you know, how Randall's being used absolutely, um, Grimes kind of being what we maybe thought we were getting out of Fournier, obviously, better defensively, but like for sure, um, yeah, it's pretty great. Hannibal Miles. We all had some issues with this team early in the season, but it does feel nice celebrating wins with my Knicks Film School family. The issues we had earlier in the season, I don't... I gotta tell you, I don't know if they're relevant anymore. I don't know if they're relevant anymore because all of the players that really are meaningful to this franchise, with the exception of Obi Toppin. Again, the small elephant in the room that is getting bigger by the game, all of the players that are relevant to this franchise are playing. You can be the biggest Julius Randle hater in the world, and I was for a period of time over the last year. What he's doing right now is absolutely a positive, and there is is no downside to it. There just isn't. Because of the effect that Jalen Brunson has had on him. You know, and the and the and the flexibility now that that gives you whether you keep Julius or you look to move Julius, where you're going to get a lot. And I don't think they should look to move Julius right now. Um, and then, I think the coach has reminded you that he's, he's not so dumb after all. And then it comes down to the front office, right? Do we believe in the front office? Well, I was as critical of of them as anyone.
1: And how do you you throw shade on them right now? They stood their ground. They held firm in several ways. And the team is good.
2: Give them credit. Give them all the credit. Because they deserve it. Ahmad Nuridin, the defense never turned off. Nope, and it ain't going to anytime soon. Not unless uh, they get a string of injuries or something. Hopefully not. Danny Gardner with one more. Not only did they pass on LaMelo, they could have had Franz and Halliburton over Moody and Kaminga. They're lucky they won that title last year. Um, So they could have had Halliburton um, over over uh Wiseman. So the Milomello and Halliburton obviously are in the same draft. Um, and then Franz with Kuminga again. I'm not killing them for that yet. Not killing them for that yet. Franz is, I mean, Franz, Franz is good. Um, but we'll see what happens with Kuminga. Uh the Moody pick, uh again, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but not looking great right now. Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. Real, real nice to see Emmanuel quickly cook. It's more than nice. It's necessary. His revival could be the gift we need this holiday season. Yes, it's a Christmas miracle. Emmanuel quickly remembering that he's a fucking shooter and he could hit shots. It was great to see. And it was even better to see because, and I would have to go back and look this up. Um, I'm sure XJ has some great data on this. I feel like Emmanuel Quickly is not the sort to have a one-off kind of game. Emmanuel Quickly has a period where he's down and then has a period of several games where he's up. I quoted the stat uh, on the playback tonight and before prior to his recent, um, his recent downstretch. The previous seven games, six or seven games, whatever it was, he was shooting over 50% from the field. He was shooting just under 40% from three, and he was, he was fine. So it's been up, down, up, down. Now we're about to enter, I think, an up period. So that's very important for them. Thanks, Robert. Greg Moran, what's going on, Greg? Taking care of business against the teams you're supposed to beat. Imagine hearing that in the preseason was about an eighth straight win over the Warriors. This is a fun, this is fun, and we deserve it. It is fun. Embrace it. I hope I just my wish for every Knicks fan, and I'm thinking of um I'm thinking of an email I got and I won't I won't go into detail on it but uh a, a, a Knicks uh Fan in um I believe it was Indiana who is going through a, a rough time right now and was telling me he's just he's thankful for the pod he's thankful for the post games and you know that like he has this community and it it really gave me some perspective about how you know there's enough bad shit in life every day to have to deal with. Uh, when something's going good, when things are good, when there's something that should make you happy, don't overthink it. Just take the gift, be happy about it. Um, you know, because there'll be something around the corner that is is going to probably make you not happy. Um, so yeah, let's all be. Let's all enjoy this. Carolina Knicks fan, welcome back quickly. We missed you. Yes, amen to that. Um, Varun Jane, what's going on, Varun? Uh, I don't want to throw any negativity out there, but doesn't Fournier deserve some minutes in a blowout? Less chance of a rotation player to get injured. It's not how this coach operates. It's not how they It's It's just not. It, you know, if you're out, you're out. If you're in, you're in. I don't look. I think here's what I'll say. I think if Evan Fournier wanted minutes in garbage time, He'd get them. I don't think that's what Evan Fournier wants. I don't think that's what Derrick Rose wants. And like honestly, I don't even think that's what Cam Reddish wants. I don't. I think those guys are. You know, I hate to talk about bringing negativity to the podcast. the The comp that I would kind of give, and it's not. It is not a great comp because they're. I don't think Tibbs ever wanted this guy at all to play any minutes. But like what Tibbs was like when when he went, took Kemba from being a starter to like riding the pine and like wouldn't get in any games. It's a little like that, very little. But I think it's mostly because like Evan Fournier is too good to be coming in and playing fucking garbage time. Derrick Rose was an MVP. He's too good to be coming in and playing garbage time. You know, Cam. <laughs> Can probably fix. He could be an MVP someday, you know. And that's a that's more of a mentality thing. They just need to they need to find the deal for him, and they'll they'll find it eventually. But like, I I don't have an issue with that. Like, they got Svi, they got Ryan archdiacono, they got Sims, they got Hardenstein. No. Not worried about that. Dom the dentist. Horrible broadcast. I hate Reggie. He had a big doofy smile on his face the whole game. Shout out to Sims. Yes. Shout out to Reggie Miller for having a big doofy smile and looking like an idiot. Shout out to Sims for throwing the ball back to Deuce for the turnover. Um, that, was a, that was a moment. I'll say that. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Uh, Sam L. I think it's safe to say this is the kind of streak that changes the organization's outlook as well as our expectations. I just hope we don't get impulsive with moves. I love this comment. It's uh, my front runner for comment of the night because I talked about it before. It,
1: you look, there's a difference between like false hope and proof of concept think i think i got that right um
2: i don't think anybody in the next front office is watching this and saying suddenly oh yes awesome we don't have to do anything else we're a contender right now i don't think anyone else i don't think anyone's saying that um but is it nice to have a plan and stick to the plan over the course of a couple of years and see the fruits of that plan play out. And again, I love I love talking about when I'm dead wrong. And I said it after the Mavs game and I went on a whole rant about it about how I thought something really I thought something in the in the formula for what this team was supposed to be this year got irreparably damaged with the Mitchell trade stuff and how everybody then was like, kind of was like, Oh, we're just a, we're just a pawn in this larger game and this and that. And I was dead wrong, obviously, because guys are not playing like they're pawns in some chess game. Guys are, are bought in. And the entire organization deserves credit for that. And I don't know where to give most of the credit. Is it, is it on the front office? Is it on Tibbs? Is it on Jalen Brunson? Is it on the, the 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 you know Walt Perrin for drafting guys like Deuce and Grimes and Quickly who just they only know one way to play? Is it whoever's decision it was to put those guys into the lineup? I mean, obviously credit to those players themselves. Um, I don't know, but I was very wrong about that. That's for damn sure.
1: Um, because. They're, it,
2: it's, it's proof of concept. it's proof of concept right now, where it's like we have this is we're going to demand certain things of our players, and we have a coach who's going to be able to keep them accountable, and we have a certain mix of offensive talent that it's a little quirky and not lot a, a lot of teams operate this way, but we know this can work because of the personnel and because of their skill levels, and there's a baseline of competence that we're going to have at the other end, all of those things. So yeah, I think we're okay.